I'm Maddie. I am Ryan. And this is The Mutant Ages, a show where we watch every adaptation of the X-Men. And this week, we are watching the pilot episode of a whole new TV series called Logan and Beast Fuck. <laughs> it may as well be called that. <laughs> um, it's called Wolverine and the X-Men in parentheses Beast because they're living together now. <laughs> they're married. I love them. I love I'm so them glad too. we get to continue shipping Wolverine and Beast. Me too. Into oblivion because it's now our number one ship on this show. It is. And it's been two minutes into this episode and we're already like, oh, sorry, 45 seconds. <laughs> and uh, we're already like shipping them on this show, mm-hmm. Wolverine and the X-Men. Back when we brand new show yeah, everyone it's a brand new show however this episode really doesn't feel like a brand new show and not in a bad right? way it really feels like it's a direct continuation from x-men evolution to the point where i actually wondered if that was the original plan for this show and then later they started changing things i know because it's, i mean right now it could just be a continuation there's no contradiction that i can think of am i missing anything i i don't know no i mean like i think later on it has some contradictions that don't quite work but we can get to those when that when that happens but it does cover a lot of the plot points that was mourned because they couldn't happen Mm -hmm. in x-men evolution i know the voice actors are all different everybody's older but I mean, yeah. there's nothing to say that Kitty Pride wouldn't start wearing some very ill-advised pigtails as an adult woman. I don't know why she's doing that, but for some reason she's chosen that. I don't know either, but it is it is the same cast of characters, yes. more or less, because... It is. Okay, so we do have Kurt and Kitty in this being themselves. The only real addition in this episode is Colossus is here. Yeah. But at the end of X-Men Evolution, He's there. they yeah. to do that anyway. Yep. And... They have um, Logan and Storm are still sort of the leaders. And Beast. And Beast as well as sort of the third adult. It's still the three of them. And obviously Professor Xavier is there. He immediately dies in this episode, which is why this show is already a 10 out of 10 for me. Love it. Yeah, don't don't get too attached to that idea because he doesn't God stay dead for very fucking long. fucking damn it. Are you shitting me? Okay, I have a question. Did you ever see this show? I did because I remember parts of it. You probably watched random episodes. I think I saw random episodes and I because I remember Emma Frost stuff and I remember even this episode felt kind of familiar in a weird way. Like I'm like, I don't know. You say you remember Emma Frost stuff, but I just imagine you 
like younger YouTubing Emma Frost clips and just calling it a day. See that I probably did do, honestly. <laughs> like I know you well enough to know you would do that. But that was like kind of how you would watch a show like this. I mean, we've talked about it a lot, but like it wasn't really readily available. So you'd pretty much just watch clips online or like yeah. find people sharing them and watch it that way. I, I'm sure right. I didn't sit down and watch it top to bottom like that. I don't think has ever happened. And this is going to be my first time really doing that. I did, but like I didn't fully pay attention the first round through because again, we talked about this in a previous episode, but this show was hard to access. It was on Nickelodeon, I believe, but it was during the time period that streaming did not exist at all as a concept in terms of watching TV. Mm -hmm. And it was getting harder to torrent things at that time because there was the war against torrents that had sort of started around... 2005 in that era i mean it had been going on since the 90s but really there was a big surge in shutting down torrents around that time Mm -hmm. and like unless you had like tivo or whatever there was no way you're gonna be able to record this and watch it later so we were all broke at the time so we didn't pay for tv we weren't paying for anything in this time period this is crazy to even reflect on but this was on i think like 2000 no it wasn't 2006 it was like 2009. Oh, do you want me to look up the air dates? Damn it. I should have done no, that. No, it was, it was 2009. I just remember certain people telling me about it, but I thought it was earlier than it was. Yeah, 2009. But at the time this came out, the only way we could access it was like on YouTube. If somebody made an illegal copy where half the screen was shrunk down. Mm-hmm. And this is also how I watched the new seasons of Slayers when those came out, because it was the only way. And in the convention scene that we were in at the time, everybody was kind of sharing these in instant messenger, just sending these videos being like, oh, you can watch the next episode here. And you'd find some sort of weird, sketchy YouTube channel that was just a bunch of symbols. And then it would be like X, W, A, T, X, E, O, one, you know, like, yep. Yep. so it wouldn't get shut down. And so we watched really weird copies of it. And then... Later on in life, when I was with my ex, we watched pieces of it again because it came out on DVD, which is when I picked Mm -hmm. it up. And of course, now it's on Disney Plus, so it's way easier to watch. It is. And like, I didn't really, again, I wasn't really paying attention to it. It was kind of on in the background, but I kept looking over and be like, you know, this has a lot going on in it that I didn't credit at the time. And even still now, I'm like, okay, I've got to come into this with a fresh pair of eyes because I did enjoy pieces of it. But I feel like both times I've tried to watch this show, it's been in really strange periods of time in my life. And it's kind of nice to come at it from a fresh angle with you Mm -hmm. and our listeners and be like, okay, we're going to watch this as the mutant ages, which immediately makes it an amazing experience. And then also the X-Men are there. So it's even better. Yeah, And you know, I kind of went in with low expectations and I loved this pilot. I did too. I thought it was really strong. Like I felt this was a very direct continuation of what's the episode with Spike and X-Men Evolution that we loved? Uprising. Uh, Uprising. It felt it felt similar to that. It also reminded me of the parts of the live action movie Logan that I liked to the point where I was like, okay, James Mangold probably watched the X-23 episodes and he probably watched some of this show like i just assume everybody watches these adaptations because simon kenberg yeah. did it but like did james mangle do it i don't know but there's just parts of it that remind me of that because it's a classic story of like logan helping out a family they end up getting in trouble because he helped them but i really like how it plays out a lot better in this episode than in that movie for what it's worth right one of the weird things about this tv show is that it 
really pulls from the Grant Morrison era mm. of the X-Men while simultaneously pulling from the Fox films. Yep. So it does some really cool stuff. And then at the same time, it's doing some really weird stuff. Like yep. in this show, Bobby and Kitty Pride are a couple again. And I know it happened in the comic books, but it's just like, man, these two gay characters just really <laughs> keep on trying to date each other. And I don't know why. I, know. I don't know if they are yet because Kitty and Colossus seem a little flirty in this pilot, but maybe they hadn't yet decided where they were going to go. I think they have a breakup in the TV show. I don't remember. We're going to get there. I mean, it's only one season. So like there's not that much time for that much to happen. OK, but you'll be surprised with how much happens because a lot happens in this episode. Yeah. And that's kind of how this show is going to go. I remember you saying it was going to be really fast paced and that they were going to cram a ton into every episode so i was already ready for that i think it's pretty well done it's just that i don't know how much emotional weight there is to it however some of our listeners have said that there is emotional weight for them so i trust in that i do too especially based on this pilot where they do a lot really quickly but there were some moments that i thought were very affecting yeah i agree so i mean we can talk about them there were also some moments that i wasn't as into but largely i really liked it and uh we can go over what i talk about it as we get to it well before we do that i do want to do some quick facts about the show Great. because that's what we do here on the butte ages there aren't too many because obviously it's one season mm-hmm. so uh during comic-con of 2009 uh, they did show images for season two that were being worked on because they thought there was going to be a season two happening mm-hmm. and these images included bastion cable colossus deadpool havoc jubilee and magic Cool. Colossus is in this show, but all those other characters were being held off for season two. Okay. And we did not get to see those characters. And uh, they were going to do more with X-23, who at the time was still a pretty obscure character. And they were going to do like a whole thing around her. But it says she just kind of gets a cameo at the end of this series. Okay. Um, And it's just unfortunate that it kind of went that way. Mm-hmm. And according to Wikipedia, the cancellation happened in April of 2010 and the Marvel animation age confirmed that Wolverine, the X-Bone would not be returning for a second season. The reason was due to financial problems with their financing partner due to Disney purchasing Marvel Mm. while Fox owned the movie rights to X-Men. So again, another victim to, to these corporate takeovers. Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, we literally did a full decade where, X-Men just was thrown directly into the garbage yep. because of these contractual rights. And, you know, I'm so glad that we're climbing out of Oscar the Grouch's home because <laughs> it is time to, like, get some good stuff. So I just it's just crazy to see that. Also, I want to say that this is one of those TV shows where these voice actors continue to play characters and other iterations that happen to have the X-Men in it. So... You know, Stephen Bloom returns as Wolverine in the movie Hulk versus Wolverine, which is a prequel to this series, and eventually we'll watch it. Mm-hmm. And then there's like a whole bunch of them that return to Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes. And I think Nolan North reprises his role as Cyclops in the Black Panther cartoon. Wow. Carrie Walgreen played Emma Frost in the video games. So as we go through all these other iterations, the X-Men and adaptions that we plan on watching and playing, we're going to recognize a lot of these voices, which is really interesting. Mm -hmm. And I got to say, Stephen Bloom, not my favorite Wolverine. I know a lot of people love him, 
But we're going to have to deal with Stephen Bloom's voice for a while because this is not the last time he's going to play Wolverine. Yeah. He's going to play him a bunch more times. <laughs> so She has a much smoother, less husky voice for Wolverine. I mean, it's still low and it's still gruff. He's not a bad voice actor. Oh, yeah. His acting's great. I just... I think the voice he's chosen for Wolverine is a lot smoother. It's probably inspired by Hugh Jackman's performance, honestly, which is a lot less um, over the top in the way that like Cal Dodd was. And I don't remember the guy who did uh, X-Men Evolution that you're so into, but he sort of was in that same vein. Oh, Scott McNeil. Yeah. Yeah. Um, This is a much smoother, more adult sounding Wolverine. And I mean, triple X sexy smooth no gravelly call outs wolverine like he just sounds like a sexy radio voice guy he sounds like spike spiegel (laughs) honestly kind of which is weird because i feel like all the other characters just sound the way they sound like nolan north of cyclops perfect sounds great you know beast sounds great etc like i everybody just sounds like how they look to me so far but logan is very different and it's tough because the whole show's about him so he's talking a lot so I, I have to really get used to it but i'm sure it'll only take me a few episodes and then i'll just be like whatever that's this show that's what his voice is i know i mean that's that's how it is however this show has an incredible voice lineup of actors who are famous within the anime industry and mm-hmm. also actors that are famous in just the animation industry for american cartoons and also games i mean nolan north probably most notable as a video game voice actor yeah nolan north stephen bloom jennifer hale phil lamar's in this it's actually pretty crazy how many people carry walgreen or mm-hmm. walgreen i always, I always forget how to pronounce her name sorry if you're listening uh it's just it's a really interesting lineup and i i'm here for it i just i gotta say of the cartoons and the animated versions of wolverine scott mcdeal is still my favorite sorry cal you're great too he <laughs> cal Dodd's gonna come back and win me over with x-men 97 Ugh, let's be real i really can't wait for him to come back i'm like excited for him yeah me too but anyway we should talk about this show because you know that's why we're here and it was pretty good yep um so this show has the darkest opening i've probably ever seen in a children's show because i would say this is officially not a children's show like, I would say this is a teens and tweens show. Like, it's uh, like, you know, this is again why I keep saying the X-Men cartoons end up failing. Yep. Is because it's just too dark for children. And now now I think we're going to come out of that because obviously Marvel and Disney were like looking at how successful these properties were <laughs> like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. So and it's also far more acceptable. Um, even starting in 2009, it was becoming a lot more acceptable to have cartoons for adults. I mean, this is we're talking Venture Brothers. We're talking Western imports of anime all over adults swim like we we are well into the phase of people lying on the couch watching cartoons and being 27 i mean yeah i mean they they have a bunch of anime actors here they have crispin freeman they have everyone i I just think it's really interesting yeah but this opening shot for the opening like the actual this is not the opening of the episode this is just their opening montage yeah uh is literally soldiers pointing guns at children that's the opening of this that's where they chose to start it is a police state and there's sentinels wandering through the streets and there's also these cops who we learn later are mrds it's like mutant something mutant response division right and the mutants are getting herded into vans which 
is just so, I mean, it, it is, you know, they're taking mutants away to camps. They're exterminating them one by one, but also the Sentinels um, are looking at these two children who are wearing nightgowns. I don't know. It's very like number the stars energy. It's, it's a really grim opening. It is. But then of course, who, who should swoop in to save these two innocent children in their nightgowns running through the streets from these proto Nazis, but Wolverine, Logan himself swoops in and, and uh, dramatically stares into the camera and then we get, <laughs> he looks into the camera. He's like, what are the cameramen doing here? And then we, we get to see him slicing at the screen and the opening credits start. And this is um very different orchestration. I'll just say that right out of the gate. I mean, it's still the X-Men theme song. It's just way more dramatic. It's more dramatic because it is a full like orchestral score. It's not techno. Like it's not 90s futuristic music like X-Men Evolution was trying to do. Like it is gorgeous orchestra, dramatic. We're here. We are at old Hollywood movies, kind of a theme. serious adult tv show now kind of yeah because we don't have guitar riffs anymore yeah and so instead we have like we start we have like flutes to be flutes this is to be not like, for you know the brass instruments coming in and everything timpanis i mean it's uh shit's getting real you know so so then we get to see a bunch of characters still because it's still an x-men opening and they are emma nightcrawler storm bobby kitty and beast and i thought this opening was actually really rad it ends a little bit corny and childish when it has all of them lined up at the end like it's the beginning of a she-ra episode but up till then i was like this is a pretty like yeah, older kids opening you know all the x-men cartoons x-men evolution also did it they just mm-hmm. posed in a doorway i mean they still pose at the end and uh emma is the only one who's posing with her hip cocked out because she's bringing the sex appeal also i would argue that she-ra is like pretty dark also but you know <laughs> well especially the modern one but anyway oh you were referencing the one from the 80s yes. i see yes i was you remember how they're all standing on that cliff together and they're like she rock yeah, yeah and then also da, da, da. logan's there and he's twirling around he's yeah. got a big heart on his <laughs> a big adamantium heart Ah. <laughs> uh-huh. anyway then uh we finish the opening credits and we go to the x mansion and there's all these kids hanging out on the lawn playing storms pushing xavier in a wheelchair don't get attached to these children because like they're about to die a lot of people are about to die yeah dubs yeah but first we get a comedy scene in the danger room which is probably one of my least favorite parts of the episode i'll say it i think it was just trying to like re-channel that energy that kitty and kurt had on x-men evolution is kind of the vibe i was getting here it didn't work for me because this really okay i ended up really liking the episode this is the only part I didn't like because Kitty is so stupid here. And it was like really taking me back to the 2009 backlash where like we couldn't get a Black Widow movie. Like women weren't allowed to do anything. And like <laughs> suddenly Kitty's an adult woman with pigtails and she's like, uh, Colossus, Nightcrawler, help me. I don't I don't know how to do anything. And I, uh, and it was weird. It was well, really weird. She, she opens up that line with, admit it, Peter, you're being schooled by a girl. And then immediately gets captured. 
she immediately gets captured by, by a tentacle because of course <laughs> it's the expert so it's like as though the show is immediately punishing her for like saying something proto-feminist you know what i mean i mean colossus is also being squished by two panels yes. i don't know and nightcrawler's just leaping around and be like all of you are stupid and it's like <laughs> yeah thanks. and then nightcrawler like bamps up to kitty who's being crushed by this tentacle and she's like get me down and he's like why don't you just phase through it and she's like and fall on my face no thanks come on and help me out and then he's just like no because i guess they're all three racing to get to the end of this obstacle course which fine sure yeah but then she like starts screaming for peter to help her but then all three of them just end up getting incapacitated at the end colossus is like okay i I'm coming and then he runs over and a giant magnet gets him and I'm like what? you know you could like just become human drop that form but I guess he has the same issue where he gets raised really high up into the ground over the ground well he was caught by that magnet while he was still on the ground and if he just unfazed <laughs> out of that while he was still on the ground that wouldn't I mean, be an same issue for kitty like she got caught by the tentacle when she was still close to the ground why didn't she phase through it before it lifted her up like a million miles in the air and then Kurt gets hit with like a ludicrous amount of rubber cement and and it's just like stuck to the ceiling. Oh, I thought I thought it was just Xavier's magic cum machine. That's what it looks like, honestly. And I was also like, why can't Kurt bamf out of that? Like, what's wrong with him? He's just like lying in a vat of sticky Xavier jizz. I think he's just annoyed. And Kitty's like, what's even happening? And Logan's <laughs> just in the danger room dramatically being like, this is my way of saying goodbye. See you when I get back. And I was like, wait, this is <laughs> so just, like, much. pushing random buttons to fuck with them. He's like, beep boop. I don't know what computers are. You guys figure it out. And then he's like, I'm leaving the <laughs> mansion forever and they're like logan can you let us down because we're like gonna starve to death and like pee our pants up here and they're, he's like they're, bye everyone <laughs> like, what is, there's why? so much drama going on about logan leaving and i he, know his line said that he's coming back he's like i'm not even leaving for a long time he's like i'm gonna go find myself in the woods for a week i'll see you all when i get back and everyone's acting like he's not going to everyone's acting like he's leaving for a thousand years which i guess is fair because he doesn't come back but that's because of what happens next which we'll, well get yeah, to yeah but that's not the point this just feels like logan going on a little walkabout to like go fuck Sabretooth somewhere like why does everyone even care i don't know and then he goes outside and scott and gene are already arguing and scott's like i've already said i'm sorry and gene's like i'm not the one I'm, you should be apologizing to apologize to logan and scott's like i know which is interesting because it's like what happened and we will never we're know. gonna find out like at the end of the show but <laughs> Logan walks out and Gene just like pushes Scott aside to blow kisses at him. And I'm like, which, oh, already. Wow. Which if you take this as a continuation of evolution, which again, it just feels like the character designs are pretty similar. And Gene also has short hair here, which to me made me think like, oh, she's growing out her dikey dark Phoenix haircut, you know, like yeah. that's what made me think of it. Um, but anyway, she blows a kiss to Logan and I'm like, if they're hooking up and She's like known him since she was 15. That's so crazy. But like they really just don't get into it because it's this show and it has a slightly different continuity. They're just going to calmly ignore that. And yeah. they're like, this is a different world with the exact same characters doing the exact same thing. Yep. And it's like, okie dokie. And also Scott glares at Logan as he's walking away. And it's like, what happened between the three of you? Hmm. It's it's all very sexual and exciting. Who fucked who? Kind of seems like Logan fucked both of them. It kind of does. And it's also like, why does Scott have to? To apologize to Logan 
for cheating on Gene with Logan. I don't know what happened. Like, what? <laughs> While Gene cheated on Scott with Logan. Yeah, like both of them took advantage of Logan, so they both need to apologize to him. Can you imagine both Scott and Gene being like, Logan, you slept at the both of us? Logan, this is our little secret. I thought we were going to let them know. And Logan's like, uh, I don't know who either of you are. I have amnesia. My memories. <laughs> or more like Logan suddenly is like, I need to pack a duffel bag and get out of here. Like that was what led up to this moment where Logan's like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> this is getting too awkward. I mean, I actually do think that's what the reason ends up being is that like they have a fight. It seems likely because like definitely he has come between the star couple and he's leaving with his little duffel. But not forever. Not forever. So he goes over to his motorcycle. And first he has to say goodbye to his other boyfriend who's waiting for him. Okay, this is like actually them dating because Logan's like, hey, Hank, you've been waiting there long. And Beast is like, not really. Just wanted to make sure I didn't miss you. Which is Actual cute. lines on this show. Really I was cute. like, okay, they're dating. I, I also read it as like, are they dating or is it just like Hank knows what kind of person Logan is and like has a crush on him and it's just like, I'm just going to wait for him and see if mm. maybe we can get something going right before he leaves. And like, I don't know. It's a cute moment. I kind of feel like Beast and Logan are at the very least hooking up, you know? One can only hope. Yeah. But then we have to have yet another awkward interaction before Logan leaves with Rogue. Who's still like acting like X-Men Evolution Rogue. Like this whole scene. But kind of crossed with like the Anna Paquin Rogue who has a crush on Logan. A little bit. But it's it, a, this it, is what I'm saying. It was a little weird. I thought this scene was a little bit weird. Yeah, they're like, okay, this show's going to be both Grant Morrison and also Chris Claremont and also X-Men's like Simon Kingberg and Brian Singer's bullshit. Right. Which I understand because that's the situation that readers and everybody was in at this time where like you're getting into right. X-Men maybe you're reading some comics you're watching the movies you're sort of fusing all these different versions of the characters in your head and what should they be like and the result is this it's i mean it's not bad and look no, okay can i please this because logan's like logan's like aren't you gonna say goodbye rogue and rogue's like nope and logan's like i'll be back you know and she's all like who cares maybe i'll just take off too because i'm a rogue and logan's like why would you do that this is your home kid no, it's not home. Not when you're gone, which is most of the time, which honestly, like, Rogue's probably right about that. Yeah, and it's also like, so then why do you care that he's leaving again? He'll be back again. I know, right? Logan's like, people here care for you. And Rogue's like, it's not the same. It's, it's, oh, just forget it. And Logan's like, like what? I don't know why he's now Southern <laughs> also. And Rogue's like, like family, Logan. And you don't even know that. Can't you see I'm just like you? And she like yep. runs off crying. And I'm like, there's so much happening here. I would say this scene scans as a romantic one all the way up until the end, where it seems like they tried to take a left turn back into Rogue being like, you're like my father figure. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know if it's coming off that way. Like, I... I mean, I don't don't hate it or anything. I just feel like this is the exact struggle they're running into with the live action movies and also the evolution vibes where Logan was kind of like everybody's weird uncle who like didn't know how to take care of kids or like make any food besides cereal. And also may or may not have been like been sexy with them, which is a little weird. So it is. And, And this episode is kind of fun in a way because it's trying to grapple with that stuff, but it doesn't know how. And that awkwardness is fun to watch because it's chaotic yeah. and we'll never know what happened. And I can get down for that. You know, it's X-Men. I don't really know if it explains what their deal is, but I know it explains Scott and Jean. I think based on how the scene ends that I'm reading too much into it and they're just supposed to have like kind of a father daughter vibe. But 
I don't know. We'll see oh, how like it goes. like a sibling. I got more of like, they're like brother, sister, which mm-hmm. is more like what it is in the comic book. So yeah. Meanwhile, Storm is back with the professor, like in X-Men Evolution Ugh, and Logan. I don't like this. She's like standing behind him like she's a butler or something. I just don't like this. And I'm ready for Storm to be free of him for at least a couple of episodes. Xavier watches his kids that he did no work to raise. And then Logan walks up to Charles, who suddenly starts like convulsing like he's in pain. Also, Gene. And um, in the background, Gene is also convulsing in pain. And Logan and Storm start screaming Charles. And Scott is like, oh, my God, Gene, what's going on? But then we cut away and we don't know the end of this scene. Well, there's like a big explosion. We see like right. a bunch of light and we don't know what's happening. It's like the light comes over the screen. Then it goes one year later. <laughs> Apocalypse's voice. It says one year later. Well, I mean, he is he does know everything about calendars. He stands in front of clocks all the time. That's true. Um, so then we see Logan waking up under a tree next to his motorcycle, and it's like, was that a dream? Like it wasn't. Oh, I know. I mean, well, there's like a little radio and a picture of Gene and a bear. <laughs> Yeah, and his bear friend. Um, no. Oh, my God. He stands up. He watches a bunch of RVs drive by. I immediately thought the RVs were, like, connected to the Axe Mansion in some way. They're not. They it's, are not. It's a bunch of complete strangers. But he actually waves at this little girl in the RV, like, as though they know each other, which is... I think it's just because she's a kid, so she's just waving at random people. But it took me a little while to figure out, like, why that was happening. I, although I think it's funny that Logan would wave back because that funny. doesn't seem like him. Then he gets on his bike and there's, like, a huge explosion in the direction of what the RVs went. Like, it's huge. Like, there's yes. smoke. You see the explosion. A Logan yeah. looks at it and just, like, drives away. He just keeps driving. Well, because... One year later yeah. is the horrifying sentinel time period. I mean, we find out why, but at the beginning, you're kind of like, what, Logan, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, go turn around, right. go help out. But like in this moment, we don't know why he is not a superhero anymore. He's just a man on a motorbike. With his butter knives for hands. Rolling around, trying to find cheap hookups. I know. I, yeah, I don't know where he's going. <laughs> Me either. Uh, but he does look into the mirror and he's like, God damn it. And he like turns the bike around mm-hmm. but we don't see that yet we cut over to what happened i don't know how this accident happened by the I way either i thought it was going to be like a setup or like a mutant or like somebody like senator kelly setting up for a mutant to show up it's not it's not it's just the the three rvs all three drove directly in front of a train <laughs> like all three of them did that and like all crashed no. I think it's like they all flew in front of the train, but the one with the kid in it got hit by the train. That's sure. what I see. Yeah. I and mean, then everything uh, exploded. Everything's because exploding apparently- because there was this huge train accident, which again, I don't know how that happened, but they don't show it to us. So we don't have to wonder. So then there's this like this couple that's sort of at the center of all this. It's a it's a multiracial marriage, yeah. which is I feel like intentional, like to sort of I present. This is Obama era. Like, I, I feel like right. we're sort of in this. We're in post-racial America, folks. Racism is over. Don't worry about it oh, ever boy. again. But no, seriously, yeah, though, I, I do feel like it's um it's intending to be like, okay, this is just a sign of the future that we're in now. There's like a black father, white mother with red hair, which I think is also supposed to remind Logan of Gene and like, you know, people he's known in the past because he's dated oh, like 50 redheads. That. And so there was a lot about this family that I feel like Logan looks to it and sees his own yeah. experience and like what he can't have. 
you know but i also don't feel like this interracial couple was here to be like oh this is the future of this universe i felt like it was very specifically to be like here's another couple that's considered taboo according to american history because they're surrounded by like all white people they are except for the relatives there's like a brother and sister of the husband yeah who are sort of side characters (laughs) dina's making food in the other room oh i thought that was the cat like jumping off a trampoline (laughs) that would be great we don't have a trampoline for Warren's that. Like, Warren's like, I'm I'm Warren Worthington, also known as Arcat. And he just like <laughs> flies around they the room. They do do a lot of that for what it's worth. Okay. There's a lot of flying. Anyway, we haven't even gotten to it yet. Logan isn't even here yet. But um, this couple is like, oh, my God, where's our kid? Who's like this adorable kid? Um, Erica. Yeah. And the dad is like, she's still inside. And then like he tries to run in after her, but the car explodes And then Logan pulls up on his bike. He's like, don't worry about it. I got this. I'm a mutant. (laughs) And like runs into the flames. He doesn't say that. But everyone figures it out immediately because they're like, well, they scream it's too dangerous. And Logan dramatically turns to the camera and says, (laughs) not for me. And then he runs into the fire. I love it though, actually. It's cool. Um, And then there's like the moment outside where there's a bunch of explosions and everybody thinks they're both dead. But the firefighters are like pulling him out of the flames and um, they push Logan off the little girl and she's fine. And Logan is like covered in burns. And the father, whose name is Randy, by the way, I think he's the only one who gets a name besides the little girl. Yeah, they don't say the mother's name. But also, I want to point out that when he's lying there, somebody is like, because Randy's running over and he's like, oh, my God, he saved this girl. And somebody sees Logan, yep. looks at him and sees Logan move a little bit. And they say, hey, look. It's still alive. Yeah. Uh, which is important to note. Yeah. And that's when the that's when Randy is like, everybody move. And he's like, okay, I need a blanket. Somebody get me a blanket. And everyone just stares at him. And mm-hmm. he's just like, what the fuck is wrong with all of you? Yeah. I do appreciate that it's a black man that's doing this, by the way. I also thought it was interesting that the person who helps him is his brother. So it's like another black man coming up to actually help Logan. Uh, yeah, I agree. And then Randy looks at logan and he says you saved my daughter and this other guy whose name is carl white guy by the way walks over with the cell phone that he's closing it's like it's one of those flip phones because those were still here then and carl's like forget about him he's the mrd's problem now and randy's like did you seriously fucking just turn him in after you like saved by a kid and carl's like he's got razors in his hand randy haven't you been watching the news the mrd has been looking all over for this one and randy just like yeah fuck you we're leaving (laughs) and they like takes logan and they go yeah it's pretty great it is pretty great. You know, what's actually interesting is that this show opens with non-mutants helping a mutant and that in this world, that concept is so shunned upon. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just so insane that somebody that is a non-mutant would help mutants. And I I like that from a political standpoint. I mm-hmm. think that really sets the tone of this universe. I think so, too. And it also helps establish how much has changed. I mean, we saw the Sentinel opening. Right. But like this level of fear for mutants is kind of different from what we saw in evolution in comparison. And so we're kind of like, oh, like at this point, it's so widespread. And also the MRD are just a phone call away. Like they're the equivalent of the cops now where it's like, oh, you're just going to make a call and pick somebody up. Well, we up. had that in episode one of X-Men the Animated Series when mm-hmm. we had the, I don't remember what they were called, but they had like that phone number you could call if you knew a mutant was nearby and that apparently summoned robots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, it was like a whole thing. So anyway, they take off. They hook up the bike to the back of the RV. And as they're driving away, we see that Carl has mega bitch face. 
He's gone full on Karen. Yep. He is absolutely like the meme of the person calling the cops. Yeah. And he's ready to go back to the neighborhood and tell everybody there that there's a mutant being harbored. And he does do that. But that's later. Okay. Yeah. But that's also insane, too, that this this world pulls back the politic of the idea of even harboring a mutant is illegal. Which is like, you know slavery holocaust like we're going way back underground railroad yeah Yeah. i know so that's why i do appreciate the interracial couple here it works yeah i think it's cool and it's like this is a couple that has faced discrimination so they might be more likely to help somebody else who's facing that right so we go inside the rv logan is lying on the cot in the back erica is already extremely attached to him and is like please mr mutant wake up (laughs) she doesn't call him mr mutant yeah Um, but then logan looks at her and he's like ah flashback Weapon X, my memories. And then we go back to a flashback. I like how Logan is like this all the time. Logan's like always this, in a flashback. Like, I, I know this episode is, he is, and I know this episode is jumping around and it's a lot of like time jumps, but it actually really worked for me, even though it moves really quickly. I don't know yeah. why. I know it's like considered bad screenwriting practice to have this many flashbacks, but I just was like, it's fine. Everyone like really knows these stories by this point, probably. So if you're watching this show. Yeah, but also this is a cartoon. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, we do want to see the ending of the freaking explosion at the X-Mansion. No. So now we finally get to see the ending, which is that Xavier's fucking dead. He's dead. Okay, Xavier's <laughs> dead. Gene is dead. And everyone's like, yes. the mansion is gone. Everything has exploded. There's children that are now missing from the previous shot. And I'm yep. like, Damn, this like actually killed people. That's yes. what has happened. It's really sad. And Scott is like wandering around in the wreckage screaming Jean's name, which is legit sad. Storm is like having a full on panic attack, looking into a hole where Xavier's wheelchair has been completely destroyed. And like, you don't see his body, but like, presumably she's just standing there staring down at his body, like frozen, which is terrifying. I mean, like, again, this is... uh this is as dark as this uh, show yeah. is. Also, there I don't know if you saw like the children that were just quote unquote lying down in the background. And I was like, oh shit, this is like X-Men Days of Future Past again, where there's just piles of bodies everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's pretty intense. I mean, they don't show blood, but that's like one of the few things they shy away from in this shot. Uh, especially considering they just killed two major characters, like right at the very beginning, morph style. Well, sort of, but like we're gonna find out what happened to Gene. But Xavier, we're gonna quickly learn is like unconscious somewhere else, but he starts sending messages from the future and we start going back and forth between present day and what Xavier is doing in the future. Whatever. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, running away from Sentinels with like Bishop Amaro. Huh. Okay. So I guess Storm isn't looking at his body then. She's probably just looking at the wheelchair and assuming he's dead. Well, but she doesn't know where he is. They don't say that directly here. Because he probably gets grabbed by Bishop who jumps out of the bushes. Classic Bishop. Yeah, I know, but no, he, doesn't, he doesn't. I don't really remember. I don't remember what happens. Although Bishop's awesome on this show. I do remember that. I That's think this great. is finally when Bishop gets like a retcon where he's good. So glad Bishop's going to be back. Yeah. Can't wait. Anyway, so Logan wakes up and the little girl is there and he tries to stab her like he did with Rogue in X-Men 2000. That is absolutely what this throwback is to. Yes, but somehow she's not scared. She just goes, it's okay, you're safe. Well, this little girl has balls of steel throughout this episode. She does. So, but also, I get the sense that she's seen this happen a lot because there's actually been another time jump here and he's waking up in their house now. Yeah. And she's bringing him a glass of water. So clearly he's been having this nightmare for like a week or longer. Just screaming. Oh, I do, no, I think it's been like a day and He's just in there having this nightmare and they're looking at him unsheathed and sheathed his claws repeatedly while he's sleeping. 
which just is really screaming, funny to think screaming gene's name they're like who's gene yeah he grabs his head and he says sorry where am i classic wolverine line he never knows where he is or who he is <laughs> she's like you're at my house i brought you something to drink you're getting better really fast you know daddy says that's good because you wouldn't want to go to a hospital <laughs> and logan drinks the water and he's like your dad's a smart man okay but like again that sets up the it implies that in this universe mutants are denied health care or any kind of well logan is on the run like we did hear that from carl because he's like this is a specific mutant they're looking for on the news but also Mm. i think you're right any mutant would be right because like only moments later we're gonna find out they're just grabbing random mutants and locking them up you're right and yeah, maybe there's a reason that Pyro and Boom Boom are in there, but I doubt <laughs> that like Rockslide and Wolfsbane have a logical reason for being locked in other than the fact that they're mutants. Yeah, so. probably not. I mean, other than, I mean, even if all of them were fighting back, I'm still like, that's morally correct. And that's what this episode is about anyway. So I mean, yeah, 100%. So then the phone rings and Erica's like, I better go. It's a cord phone. Oh, no, it's a cordless, but it's still, it's a landline. Yes, it's a landline. And um, the mom answers it. We have it. to specify. <laughs> it's important for our younger viewers to, our younger listeners to know that back in the day, people didn't only use cell phones. I know. <gasps> I mean, they did have flip phones. Carl has a flip phone. And that was I mean, important they did. They did. The we all did. We had, that's when like Nokia was still releasing their flip phones. And it was like, yeah. Anyway, um, the mother answers the phone and she's like, Mrs. Wyman, I don't see how it's any of your concern who stays at our house. So clearly, like, everybody's already talking. Right. And she says, uh, also, I can't believe Carl. He's got the whole neighborhood worked up. And this is when Logan hears a helicopter outside and he's like, oh, fuck. Okay, but it's like really bad. And he puts on his ex uniform really quickly, like. Uh, yeah, good thing he has that. And also he sees lights. It's actually pretty haunting because he hears a helicopter. Yeah, it's like the SWAT team. And he sees the lights coming through the window and the curtains are kind of fluttering. Yeah. And you can't see what's happening. It's got a very E.T. feel to it, honestly. Yeah, it's terrifying. Because yeah. like one of the shots that you see is like the SWAT team members walking, using their night vision goggles to like look through Erica's room. So it's like, you know, the beautiful home has been completely destroyed by these people. Yeah, because they kick down the door. They mm-hmm. kick down the door and like... 12 of them walk in and it actually turns out there's like 30 more people outside with guns yeah. and I'm like holy shit it's pretty fucked we don't really know what's going on it cuts to outside and the family is there like you know Erica mm-hmm. and what's his name I already forgot Randy. Randy and the wife we don't get to learn her name Mrs. Randy I guess um, <laughs> yeah basically Carl is also outside talking to the SWAT team being like yeah that he's got razors in his hands like while pointing at his at the house and it's like fuck you Carl like I didn't need to see you fuck Carl I don't like this guy and so meanwhile this guy is this colonel i don't think he has a name but he's over here i don't either but he's like the main guy yeah there's a different colonel later well there's a couple main guys so there's like a white-haired guy who's in this scene and then later there's a mustache guy there's a few different like evil mrd guys this guy's just a general of some kind and so i don't i don't really know the hierarchy but either way he's in charge right now and he's talking to randy family and he's like where's logan and randy's like who and the guy's like oh so you want to play it that way huh and randy's like we don't have anybody here Mm -hmm. you can't prove that and we have rights and the guy's like yeah you don't anymore we're gonna arrest you and so they detain the entire family they do they arrest all of them including the kid which becomes an actually an important 
plot point because later on logan tells beast that the mrg is now arresting people who are helping mutants and beast like literally is like that is so fucked up (laughs) yeah yeah i mean that's part of what spurs beast into action yeah not that he wasn't taking action previously no i know i mean we're about to get there in a second but anyway first logan has climbed (laughs) to the roof of the fucking house i don't know why this is a tactic it's logan he doesn't know what he's doing i legit thought he was gonna be like okay i'm gonna wait for them to leave and then i'm gonna follow them and break them out but But instead he he screams and jumps off the roof into the spotlight like rips up some guns they're firing at him and he's just like screaming and they throw like a net at him he immediately pops out of the net using his claws which is pretty badass (laughs) well they try smoking him they throw a smoke bottom at him and that's spraying everywhere and they're like oh shit we can't i don't know they're like we can't stop it with a net and some smoke which i'm like damn you've been chasing this guy for months and like that's what you chose to bring into battle okay well also guns aren't gonna work on him like it's logan he's fine like they can throw whatever they want at him it's not gonna work i mean they're lucky it's not fucking fred dukes because they he would just walk over and like they'd be shooting at him and he'd be like flipping over the cars and shit and be like yeah fuck you you can't even like movie me <laughs> you can't shoot me i'm basically indestructible fred is on this show right doesn't he show up eventually he does because he shows up with the exact same brotherhood from x-men evolution Ooh. although fred has this whole thing where they're like every single time fred steps the whole ground shakes and people fall down because he's so fat and i'm like oh my god whatever i, I don't i'm know. still looking forward to seeing the brotherhood again but we're not there yet Me although too. we do get to see pyro for five seconds later and it's actually pretty fun pyro okay pyro on this show again is gonna hang out with magneto a bunch Oh, so he's an acolyte then, which makes sense. That's technically what he was before, was an acolyte. All right. Okay, so Logan Logan tries to fling himself up to the helicopter that's flying away with the <laughs> family in this. it and, like, uh. barely manages to hit the bottom of it. And it's like, Logan, what? he's just not a tactical genius. He's trying really hard to save this family. He will manage to save them later, but for right now, he's really can't manage to do it. But he does manage to... Um, kill a bunch of people and escape himself. He does. He does. So that's he does. something. There's also a really funny moment where after one of the, the other helicopter crashes, Carl just sees Logan and is like, hey! And it's like really funny delivery that he's like, well, no, I think he's, you? I think it was more that the helicopter that he does, because the other helicopter he throws that smoke bomb into and then yes. they like cough and crash into the RV and that's when Carl's like, hey! that's my rv is that what it was supposed to be because it's funny either way yeah and logan's just like snapping his fingers be like karma bitch and then he like (laughs) leaps he does like a cartwheel into the woods i don't know where he goes uh so then it cuts to the facility and this is where we see that they have locked up ronnie we also see rock slide who is yes. i love rock slide he's a great character and dust. and dust and boom boom well actually i don't think we see dust yet but we do see boom boom dust is later Wait, i'm gonna point out that they're like dragging in the family and boom boom instantly looks so annoyed and it's like <laughs> it's great also apparently this is the only episode she's in which is really tragic because i saw her and i was so excited that we were gonna like watch another boom boom tv show i know i'm saying when i that happened to me too and i wonder if it was gonna happen in season two who really knows it might have there's so many characters it's like i can't really blame them but it's also sad because she's so cool um she does get some fun moments yeah so then we get to see the whole family who helped logan is now all together in one cell and the mrd guys walk up to the cell and they're like tell us about the mutant and randy stands up and erica stands up also and she's like we don't know what you're talking about and the mrd guy is like his name is wolverine and he's very dangerous and erica's like no he's not and then he like walks further into the light and we see that he has scars all over his face and it's like 
oh, this guy fucking hates Logan. And he's like, yes, he is dangerous. I fucking hate that guy. I'm going to find him. (laughs) He scratched me once in the face. His name is Colonel Moss, by the way. He's going to be in this show a bunch. I think they made him up for this show, but I might be wrong. He has a dumb little mustache. He looks very evil. I can't. He's really annoying. That's all I need to know. Mm -hmm. Um, So then it goes to the X-Men facility, like the X-Mansion or the remains of it. Yeah. Logan's like on the ground, on all fours, sniffing the ground as he does. Mm -hmm. And he removes some rubble to find the old elevator shaft that would take him down to like the danger room. And he pops up both claws. He slides down dramatically (laughs) and lands inside, you know, the sub-basement. And we get a shot of the lab, which is still blown apart. Now, this is something that I actually really loved, which was a great animation storytelling beat here. Yeah. Uh, where inside his lab, it's been blown apart still, like the rest of the mansion. And Beast is living there. And we know that because it shows Beast has been like, you know, he's he's there right now working at a lab table, looking at something through a microscope. But then we see like as it pans over, like his shit's everywhere too. Yeah. So like he's like created a bed in the corner where there's like a light and a book and um a clock it's like not a real bed it's like an army cot no it's not i feel it almost looks like boxes that he put together and put a blanket over yeah and he's just living here and like living in the filth of what remains of the x mansion because it's beast and he's like well i can't go outside and also i have to obsess about what has happened yeah that's what it turns out he's studying yeah but this is the first time they've spoken to each other in god knows how long i don't feel like it's that long though because like i don't know yeah because they're not that surprised to see each other but also logan surprises him which is very funny and cute well logan pops in he does this like whole flirty thing where he sneaks up behind beast and takes his notebook and beast is like wow logan (laughs) you gotta stop doing that and that's why i'm like oh this is a regular thing yeah logan's like sexily waving the notebook around me like what you working on Hank? and Hank's <laughs> like he's like must you always make an entrance yeah and Logan's like you gotta learn to relax Hank like get, get some more if you want a blow job <laughs> yeah and Beast is like I'm just too distracted because Charles and Jean are still gone and I'm just I can't think about anything I can't masturbate I'm so worried and so anyway so he does say that they're unaccounted for which means that we don't know they're they, missing yeah they disappeared like they don't even know what happened and Logan's like I've been trying to figure out, did you learn anything new? Hank says that he's confirmed the explosions were indeed focused on Charles' position and that he was likely the target. And Logan's like, well, what the fuck? Why? why?" (laughs) And Beast is like, I have no fucking idea, Logan. Why would, why? And he doesn't know what caused the explosion either. No, it's really funny because then Logan's like, well, that pretty much rules out the MRD, probably Magneto too. So who then? And Beast is like, I don't fucking know, Logan. Stop (laughs) asking. I love how annoyed the voice actor sounds for that moment where he's just like, I don't know. I really like it. I mean, Logan is like sitting there like, do you think it was the MRD? Do you think it was the Brotherhood? Do you think it was Magneto? Do you think it was the Hellfire Club? Do you think it was aliens? Was it the Shi'ar? Was it fucking like Gremlin? Was it Cable? Was it Deadpool? Was it Sabretooth? Sabretooth! Sabretooth! Like... And Beast is just like rubbing his temples like, Logan, I'm literally trying to find it out right now. And you just stole my notebook and you're trying to flirt with me and I'm busy. Okay, wait. But this next line, though, Beast says, what about you, Logan? You're not the type to pop in for no reason, which I read is that's usually like slang for like, you know, when you're getting hit up late Mm -hmm. at night by somebody that has a phone number and it's like, hey, you up like that is 
the vibe that Beast is giving here. Mm-hmm. But Logan cuts it short because he's like, it's those fucking Martys. He actually says freaking because he can't say fucking, which mm-hmm. I thought was really funny. But also, whatever. they call them Martys, which is like slang for MRDs, clearly. And that's going to keep being a thing Logan says. So we may as well get used to this cool new slang. I don't know if it makes it any easier to say. It does whatever. And so basically, Logan explains that they kidnapped this family for helping them. And Beast's animation looks genuinely mm-hmm. shocked and horrified. And he's like, really? They're arresting non-mutants now. And Logan, like, he feels guilty. He's like, I need to fix this, and I need you to help me with it. And Hank's like, uh, uh, ask the others. And Logan's like, what the fuck, dude? Like, nobody even knows where anyone is. (laughs) And then Beast is like, well, I can't remember the last time you asked me for anything besides a blowjob, so I'm in. Which is adorable. But he's like, oh, you're actually asking me for help, Logan? Yeah. All right. It is cute. I'm down. Even though it's me and I don't want to leave the house because I'm terrified of everything. Yeah, now they're going to go on a date to free people that have been captured which is fun but mm-hmm. first in the city yes this is just a quick another animation tidbit where we see a neon billboard in new york city that says a personal invitation to mutants live in peace paradise and protection genosha and then there's a picture of magneto yeah. like with his hand extended and a castle in the background looks right. like some pretty sweet digs in genosha so yeah it's just interesting is like oh okay so some mutants escaped and managed to form this community. I want to know who his marketing team is. Like, which ex, <laughs> which mutant character got to be in marketing? I don't know. Gambit? I don't know. It's hard to imagine any of them getting their shit together for that, honestly. Um, I know. I'd love to picture Sabretooth trying to work up that Photoshop, though. That's very funny. <laughs> um. Anyway, somebody did this for him. And across the street, there's a tank just parked on the street. It's an MRD tank. And like inside, there's a couple MRD cops looking at some radar and they're talking about how it's broken. And one of the guys is like, this piece of junk picked up a mutant, but it can never tell if it's two miles away or two feet. And then Logan is like in his ear, like, hey, bub. And it's like, I guess it was two feet away. Like Logan was right (laughs) fucking there inside the tank. And then we get like a quick smash cut to logan wearing the mrd uniform driving the tank so logan stripped this dude and then put on his clothes basically that's right driving towards the prison the concentration camp i don't i don't know how to describe this also beast is like in the back with the shackles on and they make these like fun jokes about shackles and bondage with each other i'm like damn these two actually are dating i know and logan's like you're a prisoner you shouldn't ride up here with me honey put on your shackles and beast is like (laughs) okay it's very funny that's the scene is hilarious and i like the dark humor that they're bringing to to this whole situation where they're just like well if we're gonna fucking die (laughs) tell some jokes So they pull up and Logan goes up to the guard and we have Beast banging on the walls and roaring. Mm -hmm. And Logan goes, it's one ugly beast in there. He's like, you gotta let me get in him before he gets out. And the guy's like, okay. So he like doesn't look too closely at um, the information, which I'm sure if he did, he would be like, wait, weren't there supposed to be two guards here? And also you don't look like either one of them. But because Beast is throwing a tantrum. Also like this guard has doesn't have sideburns and you do. Yeah. So whatever. Exactly. So he just lets them through. And then so inside, the MRD goes up to the car that's parked. They open it up. And Beast is standing there, like, rubbing his wrists because he took off the shackles. And Beast is like, 
let's take a deep breath. You see, I'm a pacifist by nature, <laughs> and those weapons aren't. And Logan just kicks them into unconsciousness, which is I so funny. So hard at this set of comedy. Beats. I did too because Beast is really funny in this. And meanwhile, Logan then calls Beast Chewy, and I'm like, I don't believe that Logan would even know what Star Wars is. Like Me Logan be like, I call him Chewy because I saw the Star Wars. <laughs> you like, you know, I just don't believe it. He's like, I call him Chewy because he likes to eat chewy granola bars. Like I just feel like it's like a completely unrelated. I, yeah, like I, I don't, don't know. I feel like he even knows what that is. I okay. Yeah, that's a good point. It's entirely possible that Beast and Logan have been dating long enough and Beast has made Logan watch Star Wars because Beast would be obsessed with Star Wars. That that. is what more likely has happened. But they also have this other adorable exchange where Logan's like, let me guess, the jackals were chafing, right? And Beast is like, no. Well, yes, but only during my performance. I was just about to put them back on, really. And it's like, I don't know. I love them and I ship it so hard. Like, they're hilarious too. together and they're adorable. Um, So they split up. I kind of wish that this was the show. Me it's too. not. I mean, they'll be together a bunch, but I love these two characters together. Yeah, this is already just so much fun. Like, that's part of why this is such a strong pilot, because it's like entirely resting on their chemistry, the two of them. Yeah. This like cool breakout heist sequence is just really fun right um so they split up beast goes to find the prisoners and logan gets rid of the guards okay wait but this this super fucked up scene's about to happen i know like okay so the the guards are sorry what's his name general moss oh yeah general moss um they're general moss takes randy away and brings him to this room that's got some sort of torture chair in there yeah and it's really fucked up because he's also like a black man and the guy literally grabs Randy by the head and smashes him into the torture device. It was actually pretty. It was pretty fucked Violent up. for a children's show, especially because it's like he keeps asking him questions, and Randy keeps being like, "I'm not going to tell you anything." Like, I, and yeah, when it cuts to black, like Randy's screaming bloody murder. Like this is again one of those this show isn't for children moments because it's like. Okay. And Moss says it's called a sensory assault weapon, which I don't even know, but it basically tortures your ears, your mouth, your vision, your sense. And he calls it the cutting edge and information gathering, which is, of course, a little joke about torture. I think the sensory is supposed to, like, trigger the pain in your body because your brain's reacting to it. Presumably, yeah. Without having to do it, which is really fucked up. It's like some type of fucked up futuristic torture device. Yeah, and before he even turns it on, Randy has a sweet line where he's like, you're the ones people should watch out for, not mutants, which, legit. Yeah, Randy basically is like, (laughs) A-cab. And he's like, okay, I guess I'm just gonna have to kill you. Yeah, and so he's screaming while this is happening. It's a rough scene, but it's also like, it's really short and to the point and simple enough that even if a kid were watching Watching this for some reason, I'm like, you would understand what's being shown here, which is that the enemies of this show are cops. <laughs> Man, and me, well, when I was a child, I thought it, I thought it was torturous to watch Super Mario get his feet tickled in that one episode that they like tied him up to do that. Okay, that would actually be terrible, though. <laughs> There's an episode of the Mario cartoon show, like the original one, Super Mario Super Show, where. Luigi, Toad, and Mario are like locked up in a dungeon, and they're doing that to Mario while they're like. They've changed chained Luigi to the wall and they're stretching him and they've got Toad on like a lab table. It's pretty fucked up, honestly. Is it fucked <laughs> up or did it just like spark a million fetishes? Because I feel like that's what you I, just described. I mean, there's yeah. somebody out there who is into Mario getting tickled forcibly. <laughs> I hope so. Good for them. Uh, so then Beast is walking through the hall. And a guard just walks out and he's like, oh, shit. 
And Beast goes, easy now. We don't have to fight. And then, of course, he fights them. Yeah, because the guy reaches for his gun. And Hank Hank does this, like, dramatic side where he's, like, fine and then tackles him. And it's really funny. Like, this is just, it's comedy timing. And it helps a lot with how dark the show is. And then there's, like, a quick shot of, like, the body being dragged around a corner, like, by Beast. Which is, again, like, a comedy (laughs) bit. I don't know. It's really funny. And this next scene is also funny where Beast, like, pops down from the ceiling onto two guys who are, like, sitting at computers. And he's like, gentlemen, there are two ways we can handle this. And they're like so shocked. And then there's like a cut to Logan running down the hallway, seeing the two guys getting slid out, both knocked out, like sitting in their computer chairs still. And Logan walks in and and Hank is like, what? It was their choice. And it's like, (laughs) okay, like what happened here? I don't know. But be well in the cell with the family. Colonel Moss throws Randy back in the cell and he's like shaking. And they're they're like, are you okay? He's like, I'll be fine. And he's like, I'm not giving him any information. And then Colonel Moss turns to Erica, the daughter, goes, yeah, well, your daughter's going to give us information. I'm going to torture her next, which is holy shit, dude. Like, yeah. you're willing to torture a child. Yeah. That is how obsessed you are with finding Wolverine and mutants right now. Like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. But then luckily, Hank and Logan show up right then. And Hank does his little, how about you, easy way or hard way? And then there's like a dramatic zoom in on Logan who's like screaming and popping his claws. <laughs> He's like cutting the gun in half and Moss is like, oh no, it's him. And I was like, well, what'd you think was going to happen, dude? Yeah. But I do love that Logan then grabs Moss and throws him into the torture chamber. Mm-hmm. That's pretty great. It is. And Logan's like, I want you to leave this nice family alone. And so you don't forget, here's a little incentive. And like, there's this cut between these scenes where it's like something different has happened, which is where what Ryan's described happens. Like after the dramatic zoom in on Logan, it's like, oh, at some point Logan brought him to the torture chair. Yeah. And like, this is where Logan gets to lift up the remote dramatically and be like, no, I'm going to do sensory assault to your brain. And the guy's like screaming Wolverine in pain as Logan is leaving the room and tossing the remote behind him. This is also like kind of a fun callback to the moment where Logan tortured his friends in the danger room, but I don't know that it's intentional. It is true, though, that multiple times Logan leaves a room after torturing somebody in this episode, though, and I was like, that's kind of funny. I wonder what is happening in the torture thing. They put it on and we think it's something horrifying, but it's actually just like... for like endless hours that sounds terrible (laughs) honestly um so yeah that guy's not dead because i guess he's gonna be in the rest of the show and then elsewhere i i don't know who manages to do this beast probably but like all the cells open up well i mean it's at least it's beast who does it not logan because logan would just stab the electricity and hope it works but (laughs) whatever so they they get out they free everyone they get on a helicopter that they steal boom boom gets a line where she's like it's about time and it's like boom boom who did you think was gonna rescue you like what is she (laughs) referring to there well if it's if it's x-men evolution boom boom she knows one of these x-men people are gonna come get her out you know yeah so then they're on the helicopter and the soldiers are firing at them and i forget who tells i think it's logan who's like hey boom boom can you do something and boom boom's like hell yeah yeah logan is like does anybody have the power to torch a hanger and boom boom and pyro are like you're singing our song um and so boom boom throws a bunch of bombs and then pyro like surrounds the bombs with flames to guide them down it's actually pretty badass it's cool to see them work together i feel like they might be manipulating her little time bombs but i don't know that her bombs are made of fire i don't really know yeah i don't i assume they aren't so i i think he's just surrounding them with fire and turning them into like fire guided missiles well he can't produce fire he can only manipulate it if it's already there that's why i was like i think it must be fiery in some kind of way maybe because they're falling to the earth and like they're moving fast enough for that i don't fucking know anyway he gets fire somehow 
Um, and then there's two fighter jets after them. And Logan's like, fireballs aren't going to bring those down. And I was like, why not? But it's just an excuse for Dust to use her powers. And it's badass. Fuck yes. I love Dust. Great character. She's really, really cool. Um, so she turns into sand and like flows into the propellers and crashes both planes. And it's Doesn't she turn into awesome. dust? Yeah. Well, <laughs> she's from a desert region. So I always well, sort of fair, read it as right. sand. But yeah, I guess technically it's dust. I mean, I guess it could be either way. I mean, sand is technically dust when it comes down to it. But I don't know what the difference is. Somebody's going to have to write it. I don't know. You know what? You know what? I, I, that's, a, that's just not even correct. I'm going to write Google it. Is sand <laughs> dust? Dust can be made up of pollen, bacteria, smoke, ash, salt crystals from the ocean, and small bits of dirt and rock, including sand. Okay. Dust is a collection of microscopic particles of material. Okay. There you go. So they're different. Anyway, anyway, as the planes are crashing, we get a shot of uh, General Moss standing on the ground, just glaring at the sky like, well, this sucked. Yes. So I guess he got out of the torture chair after all, because we get this shot of him. Oh, by the way, I, I looked it up. She turns into sand, not dust. Cool. Uh, I should have known that. That's what I thought. So then we get a new scene where Logan's dropping off the family who helped him at this random cabin in the woods where normally he just hooks up a saber tooth. But like they're not doing that right now. So like cabin's free. And Logan and Randy shake hands and Logan's like, give it a few weeks. The Martys will lose interest in you, which one can only hope that's true because they really don't have a backup plan here. Because this family helped Logan, they now have to live in the middle of the woods, which is really fucked up. It is. They're like, you can't be near people ever again because they're going to try and kill you now. I mean, that's the society they live in. It's like if you help people who are fugitives, even if you don't think it's moral for them to be fugitives, you're basically saying... I'm compromising myself to the law, you know, like it's, yeah. it fucking sucks. But like, that's the society that's being depicted here. Uh, and Randy thanks him. I mean, they saved his daughter's life. So I guess that's part of why anyway. So Logan is like, take care of yourselves. And Erica hugs his leg and is like, don't leave. I love you. <laughs> and it's cute. And Logan's like, I have to, it's time I went home. Except he already did like multiple times, but whatever. Well, but this time he's going home to reboot the fucking X-Men. And also reboot his sex life with Hank McCoy. I'm now with you on that. And it doesn't need to be rebooted because it's ongoing. Like, I I know exactly, right? (laughs) So like he goes and he sneaks back into the lab and there's Mm -hmm. a news report on talking about how this breakout happened. And Logan's like, where's Hank? And then he turns around and Hank's right there making a goofy face. And Logan's like, ah, and I was like, I'm like, is this a thing they're into is like scaring each other, which they're is really so cute. Weird. I get, I just also want to quote the news broadcast, by the way, because it's kind of important. So it's talking about other nations forming their own mutant response divisions. So I guess the United States was more extreme than other nations. Not weird. Are you surprised? And then also they mentioned Senator Kelly of New York, which is still a canon for X-Men evolution. Cause we know he was running for public office back then. Yeah. Right. So I feel like it's still canon we haven't yet seen the character design for senator kelly so we don't know if he's the same but so far i'm saying it still feels like the same universe so far it feels like this is x-men evolution still which is kind of a nice change because we were like so sad it was ending and even though it's not like emotionally as deep so far as x-men evolution it's still pretty good it still feels like x-men evolution in a weird way so it does i mean it is tough because i missed the teenagers already but i get that we're watching an adult show now and i'm just rejiggering all of my expectations accordingly so hank and logan are being adorable logan is like where are all the other mutants who they helped rescue and hank is like they've gone their separate ways but those cells we emptied they'll be full again tomorrow and the next day and logan's like yeah hank we both know what's going on there's a war coming and it ain't gonna be pretty And Hank is like, well, yeah. And Logan's like, so we bring back the X-Men. And then there's a dramatic ending with the credits. Yeah, it's it's like, like, da-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-
It's pretty fucking badass, to be honest. I thought it was a great pilot. That was a great pilot. I feel like it was very strong. It made me feel excited. Yeah, I think this show's going to be pretty good. I mean, like I say that as if I haven't seen this show, but I am really excited to look at it through the critical lens this time because Mm -hmm. every single episode of these other TV shows that we've watched has made me be like, this reminds me of a real life event that I experienced. Oh, got to go to therapy now. Bye. (laughs) Yeah. This might be a little different because it's far more extreme than anything we've experienced. So it's like, well, we don't have to worry about robots walking around mm, yet. Is it? I feel like now when I first watched this, I would have been like, yeah, this seems a little extreme for what I've experienced. But then 2020 happened. And uh, no, you're not wrong. I mean, then 2016 happened and then all these other things happened after that, like in succession. And uh, here we are now in 2022 watching Wolverine and the X-Men. And uh, feeling sad. <laughs> Unsurprisingly, <laughs> it's relatable again. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. This episode, I give a five out of five X's. It's very good. I really enjoyed it. Um, Same. I think it's a it's a strong pilot. It sets up the universe. It weighs almost. Well, I was going to say in ways that X-Men Evolution and X-Men the Animated Series didn't, but that's not true. I think both of those shows did set it up. I think X-Men Evolutions was more about being closeted and doing a deep dive into how dark it was. X-Men the Animated Series absolutely was almost identical to this one where it's like, yeah, yeah mutants exist. Um, although in X-Men the Animated Series, people didn't know about mutants yet. They weren't like well aware of their existence and mm-hmm. they didn't know about these governmental protocols trying to kill them. Where in this show, it's straight up when it's being like, the world knows about mutants and they fucking hate them mm-hmm. based on nothing. And I do really appreciate that this show is taking the time to be like, it's mostly white people yeah. creating this problem, by the way. Like, Colonel Moss or whatever, that guy is like obsessed with Wolverine because Wolverine scratched him in the face once and now he's like, all mutants must die. I mean, it's also like, that, that was probably deserved. I feel like that's fair to say. Like, Logan doesn't just scratch anybody in the face. So you know, I agree. Who knows what led up to that? It's also like, look at what this guy's spending all of his time doing, just kidnapping everybody for being a mutant and existing in the world. I mean, yeah, that's pretty tragic. But it's I mean, this is the logical conclusion of Senator Kelly's proposed bill, apparently. So I, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of in that way. It's nice to see the time jump because we don't have to also watch all of that happen. We can just get to this badass pushback revolution era where Logan is going to rebuild the X-Men and they're going to fight cops for an entire season, which I'm pretty happy that that's the enemy. I'm just like, great, let's fight (laughs) the cops every single episode. Okay. I'm down. Also, I want to point out that this show does... This pilot especially does a phenomenal job at setting up the universe without handing you the exposition and being like, this is what's happening. It's mostly told through visual images images or like even the very beginning that we described with the sentinels like there's no like in a world dominated by sentinels thanks to robert kelly like there's none of there's no voiceover there's no talking at all no there's not and like even the writing for the dialogue is very good so that for example when logan tells beast that the family has been kidnapped Mm -hmm. beast's reaction is they're kidnapping families that help mutants now and is shocked and it's like it's just a casual conversation. It's not a beast being like turning to the camera and be like, and now the MRD kidnaps <laughs> humans too. Yeah. It's more like a, like a very, as an aside that things are sh- it's like shit so bad that he can't even believe that it would turn to that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very clever and very good. And I, I enjoy that. And 
you know what flashbacking sequences usually are really annoying and especially with logan sometimes <laughs> but this show manages to pull it off twice in a way that's actually interesting and you're like yeah, oh i think part of why is because for once logan is flashing back to a thing we haven't seen yet He's not just flashing back to Weapon X for the billionth time or like Sabretooth or whatever. It's a completely new traumatic event that he has experienced, which, goddamn, this guy's experienced a lot of traumatic events. Like, yeah, it's really sad that he has yet another one. But it is a new one. It's new information. This one is like everyone dying. Yeah. And like Gene and, and Xavier completely disappearing. It's kind of sad that Gene then is dead and Xavier isn't. That kind of sucks, but well, she's not dead. She's oh, she! Back. I thought you said she died on this show, but she dies later. Well, yes, no, okay, great. yes, yes, no, <laughs> no. I can't remember, but sort of. It's one of those shows where like there's a lot of elusive dying. Like Warren dies at mm-hmm. one point, but then doesn't. Right. This show is going to do a lot of back and forth between the past and the future, and who has amnesia and who doesn't ironically it doesn't seem to be look no he does have amnesia later never mind there's like this whole there's this whole weird thing with mystique later where like mystique's like you have amnesia and you can't remember the time we used to fuck all the time and i was like what (laughs) um cool times Um, anyway this show's great i like it already i'm here i'm glad that it's doing a slow introduction to the characters and getting to know them i also really love that it does feel like x-men evolution i was so sad we were done with that show but coming into this can kind of be like it's different but it still feels like yeah the grown-up version it feels like when we did Avatar, The Last Airbender, and then that last season, things got like really dark. And then suddenly it was Legend of Korra, which was a far more adult show than Avatar was. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the vibe I'm getting here. Yeah, this except that, of course, Korra still is definitely in the same universe, whereas this show, I think, does take a few left turns. But it is kind of nice to ease in to feeling like X-Men Evolution lost the chance at the future that it deserved. And so now we're kind of easing in with this show. So far in this, this one episode, it still works within the X-Men Evolution canon mm-hmm. i mean i know there's parts where it might skew maybe but like i don't know i, I mean i was know. googling around for it and there's like quite a few people who are like i basically consider it to be the same universe even though there are a few differences so i don't think there's going to be as many differences as we might think it's just weird though because like wanda's character design is so different like there, there's going to be some things that happen that will be like this doesn't really feel like the same character well but even wanda growing up and still working with magneto would check out because her memories were wiped of the shit he did to her Hmm. i mean i guess she never gets that back that's kind of unbelievable but I, yeah I, I don't know but i do know this show pietra is still vexing for magneto's attention like mm-hmm. he's still trying to prove himself in magneto's eyes and then magneto's Tragic. like you're a piece of shit it's like really unfortunate yeah well, that'll be fun. It will be. So do you want to talk about who's gay? I don't have a transition. Yeah. Let's just do yeah, it. Well, before we do that, I'm going to say, uh, so there's no who's that X-Men this week because I thought about it. I was like, do I want to do Dust? Do I want to do Rockslide? Rock I feel like. But I was like, okay, this show's going to have so many appearances and so many cameos. And I could find a reason to cover these characters per each episode. But I think... Like, in the past, I've been like, okay, in this episode, we have this one extra character that had some lines and did something, so I want to explain who they are. But Rockslide literally did nothing at all. He had no lines. And also, Dust is going to come back later and have a bigger part. So I was like, we'll wait on Dust, and we're going to wait on Rockslide, because I'm sure there's going to be some cartoons in the future that we can feature these characters. But I think, at least for this TV show, I have to make the basis on whether or not they did anything in the episode mm-hmm. and also were a new character. I think that's totally reasonable. And like, if it's a character who shows up and literally doesn't have a line or do anything, 
it's I mean, it's kind of too bad for Rockslide, but he just didn't really have a chance to do that. He's a great character in the comic books. Yeah, too. but he just doesn't really get to do anything in this particular episode. Sadly, there's too much other stuff to cram in, you know, you yeah. just don't have the space. Um, But do you know what is good at being crammed in? <laughs> Dicks and buttholes. <laughs> Who's gay, everyone? The X-Men not even hank mccoy and logan i didn't even mention i don't know how i didn't mention this but like there's that scene where they are together again in the lab like the first time and Mm -hmm. there's a part where logan's asking for beast's help and leans in on the table and their their faces are like a foot apart i put it on the mutant ages social media and everybody seems to love it because it's still getting attention now as we record this it's a great screenshot but it really looks like they are like two seconds away from kissing i put it in the discord one of our listeners is like if i did not know anything about this show or these characters i would just assume they were married (laughs) they really have that energy here where they're just like living in squalor in this like bachelor situation where beast is forcing logan to watch star wars all the time and like they're cuddling on their weird box bed i don't know i i love this for them i i just want them to be happy i do too and they're definitely flirting i also think that something happened between scott and logan and gene oh yeah there was some type of situation that was sexual there i like the idea that like logan fucked scott and gene and that they both found out about it and that they both then were annoyed at logan who was like i gotta get out of here and beast was like you know that's just how logan is you guys need to forgive him and they were like beast you can put up with this shit but we can't and he's like yeah that's fair um (laughs) meanwhile kitty's still trapped in the danger and be like will everyone stop fucking and get us out of here And Kurt's like, yeah, I'm coming to come, everyone. Like, <laughs> Why was that scene there? I mean, it was fine. I get that it was just there to show like Kitty and Colossus and Kurt's powers. But in like, a danger room. You I know. hope they give them the three of them more to do than that because it was oh, just will. silly. Actually, Kurt has an excellent arc on this TV show. Cool. Like him and Warren have really good arcs. I can say that. I think that they I think Emma has a good one. Um those are the ones that stand out the most to me in terms of like characters. I have like a huge turnaround on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Magneto. I don't really remember. I feel like he's in the background. I think Wanda has a good arc too, where she kind of is like pro Magneto. And then Kurt eventually sells her on the fact that Magneto's doing a bunch of fucked up shit. And like Wanda leaves. Um, I think that one's good. Lorna is like, really fucking weird on this it's basically not also lorna, lorna but... is on this show period like that's well lorna in this show is like the princess of genosha and mm. she's like what's happening father i don't know where i am <laughs> i don't have the same personality as lorna at all although they go to the future and she is like the polaris we know briefly so well that's something i i do love that she's here but there's a lot to look forward to and a lot of gay shit to look forward to too i mean it's gonna be a show about logan and hank going on dates and fighting crime you know it's kind yeah, of like i love Batman that and robin but like less weird yeah and like they're fighting against the cops instead of working with them which i can get behind uh i'm already like scrolling through these episodes and seeing a bunch of stuff i'm really pumped about yeah there's a lot of good stuff and like i really i'm just so happy emma's gonna be on a show finally yeah me too i'm happy also that a lot of the characters we already really like are gonna be returning 
like apparently magma is going to be in episode five that's cool that magma is going to be back yeah that version of magma okay that's a weird episode and we could talk about it when we get there but the opening for that like where they show her and her powers go haywire in the city is based on the x-men legends the video, video game, game right yeah. yeah we've talked about that a little bit like they're pulling from a lot of resources here it sounds like it's an it's an episode where gambit and logan hook up though so that sounds like it's gonna be pretty good is it is the episode titled blowjobs in the sewer it's titled thieves gambit which is essentially the same yeah okay sounds <laughs> so, about right how many episodes about gambit have been titled thieves gambit <laughs> i know i don't know there's it's like, like how many times can you come up with a gambit pun wait but that's really funny that like they just literally wrote gambit and thieves into the title yeah like, it's it's a little okay also mr sinister's on this show hello oh yes he is and it's like the sexy version of mr sinister like not to say yeah, that not like not like the regular version of mr sinister no i mean like not to say like the the animated series here sinister he was sexy too but this one is like more like the current comic sinister where he's evil but also like a little flamboyant and fun and like mm-hmm. sexy and i'm like oh shit so yeah and he's obsessed with like trying to put things in cyclops's butt again it's a good time (laughs) oh my god okay so now i'm just gonna stop scrolling through all of this because i think we're done i think we can go to plugs at this point i'm just excited about this show and i'm having a good time yeah me too so of course next week we're watching hindsight part two since this was part one this is a three-parter not just two but three parts I don't know why they did that, but hey. Although technically the whole TV show is a bunch of parts because like... Yeah, it's like, why why do they need to label it like this? The whole thing is plot, whatever. I mean, I don't know. It's kind of like in the Gargoyles TV show, like the pilot was five episodes long and then they released it as a movie. Yep. <laughs> it does have some Gargoyles vibes, which is, of course, a, a high praise coming from me. You know, it's. I was thinking in the car the other day, I'm like... I don't know what year it will be on this show that this show also ends up becoming a Gargoyles review show, but I feel like it's on the radar. <laughs> when we are like 57 and somehow we have run out of things to do and the world well, has been I mean, destroyed. Just, in, terms, in terms of We're living in a bunker, that, but we're watching Gargoyles together. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but like in Katie. terms of cartoons that like are super parallel to X-Men, it's definitely Gargoyles, right? Like that's yeah. not even a question. And it holds up pretty well. Like I, I, I mean, I haven't watched it super recently but i watched it a few years ago and i remember really liking it listeners you can write it and let us know if you want us to eventually review that show <laughs> yeah we might have to quit our jobs if we're going to start hosting any more podcasts um no i mean I, i'm saying it's going to be still part of the mutant ages because oh, there'll sure. be more x-men content and we can like slide in a section called like who's that x-men and like describe an x-men that should have been there or was there in <laughs> warcraft alley i don't know oh my uh, god anyway uh speaking of other projects um let's talk about plugs shall we so over at- <laughs> oh my god you have so much energy <laughs> sorry pluggy just flew by i don't know why pluggy has wings Pluggy had a little too much Red Bull before the record tonight. He, he some, does that sometimes. He yeah, does he had some a Red little Bull. Red Bull enema. He flies around. The dog tries catching it in her mouth, you know. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> okay. Uh, ScienceScene.net is our website. So is MutantAges.com, a far more logical URL. <laughs> um, and it has all the ways you can contact us. For example, we have an email address, themutantages at gmail.com. That's where you could write in and tell us if you want us to just watch Gargoyles. <laughs> And we also have a Discord server, (laughs) which you can join. Please do join it. We have a channel just for questions. And we also just have a bunch of other channels for chatting and hanging out. Um, We have a voicemail inbox, 1-508-319-1668. And of course, we have a P.O. box, which is P.O. Box 3344, Natick, Massachusetts, 
01760, where you can send physical mail to us and we'll open it and put it on our YouTube channel. We do have a YouTube channel. The YouTube channel is pretty great. You should go over to that, the Mutant Ages on YouTube. Uh, we are back to playing games on there again, which is fantastic. And a listener sent in a question to us. Yeah. We'll answer it in the listener mail section, but one of them did ask if we would do the X-Men cartoon maker, which is something even I didn't know existed. And I sent it to Maddie and I was like, I feel like we have to do this because this seems to be like the old Windows Movie Maker mixed with Kid Picks and X-Men. And that seems extremely our shit. Yeah, you can like use it. It's not a game per se. It's like a system to create your own game, right? Like we can make our own X-Men game with it. No, it's like, it's like not a system where you make a game, but it's like you make movies. I don't know if you oh. ever did this. Did you ever have like the PC movie maker? Like it was in the 90s. They made a bunch of them and like they would give you little animations. I don't think so. But that definitely sounds like something you would have. Well, anyway, so you can go to our YouTube channel and watch us play the X-Men video games there. Uh, back When we get back to May, we'll do more. I get back to May. When we're in May... <gasps> We'll get back to doing live streams again. When Bishop delivers us back in May after we go travel in time, we will do live streams again. We will, of course, announce those dates probably on social media. I that's right. I guess you can find us on social at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, Pinterest, TikTok. We're on those places. But Maddie, where are you? I am at Mitty Myers on social media. And how about you, Ryan? That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, I am at Ryan Pagella on Twitter and Ryan.Pagella on Instagram. You can also find my Twitch, which is Ryan Pagella. We've been having some lovely streams with the listeners here. Playing Kingdom Hearts. Our favorite. All of Kingdom Hearts. And you started this before the Kingdom Hearts 4 trailer even came out. You started this. It was like you knew. I came down to a decision. I literally asked all our listeners what they wanted to watch me stream. I gave them the choice of Resident Evil or Kingdom Hearts, and it was a large calling for Kingdom Hearts. So that's how we got here. Wow. And and it's funny too because both you me and todd have like slowly fallen back into the kingdom hearts hole lately and i don't know how that happened or why but here we I are i feel like it started because i was talking about kingdom hearts as part of the listener mail where we were talking about our fandoms and then it was like all three of us like spirit bombed kingdom hearts 4 into existence somehow you and know like, what i'm not complaining you all can thank us for that yeah you're welcome okay you're welcome finally we can play as moana also i want to do a quick shout out to my youtube channel while we're on the topic of moana and kingdom hearts because that's my <laughs> theme park and vlog channel and i'm slowly posting this very long trip i took to orlando with katie and my friend adam katie from the mutant ages and Mm -hmm. you know you can watch our trip to disney it's there's going to be plenty of content there if you want to see katie and i not get annoyed of each other ironically yeah (laughs) and you went to hollywood studios also we did Uh, no universal studios What's it called? You said Hollywood the movie Studios. One. I don't know. Then you said Universal after that. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say was that you went to Universal as well as Disney. Yeah, we went to all that. We went to all the places. So it was a right. good time. Listen, there's a lot of theme parks. There <laughs> are. And if you want to support this show, how can you do that, Maddie? Maddie, well, how do you do it? You could. Maddie, how do you do it? I'm here now. <laughs> Maddie, you're going to tell the listeners right now. I know you want to eat and you don't want to do this, but hi. I'm going to go bye. <laughs> Oh my god, it's so loud. Don't ever get that bitch <laughs> caffeine ever again. He's too powerful. He has to be stopped. Um anyway, <gasps> you can <laughs> to our store and you can get a shirt or a little tote bag or any number of other beautiful objects with bishop hopping out of the bushes saving professor xavier to our great chagrin and shouting time travel is real 
And we love Bishop. We love Days of Future Past, or at least I do. And I'm so excited we're going to watch another show with Bishop again. And we can start bringing the Bishop energy back into our lives. Um, I'm pumped. So we have a store. And we also have the Mutant Ages logo on a bunch of different things in various designs. Um, and we have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash the Mutant Ages. It has bonus episodes. I am finally watching Spider-Man No Way Home. Far from home, I watched both of them because I hadn't yeah, well, watched either we're one. We're talking about No Way Home. We might also talk about the Batman if we like it. We I don't might, know. yeah. Ryan hasn't seen it yet. I have. So we, I, we've, we've, we have Beetlejuice coming yeah, out. Yeah, we've got a Beetlejuice episode coming out. That's our next bonus episode. Why is that the next one? Because we do what we want. You know, we do yeah, what we want. Yeah. We were just talking about doing <laughs> Batman Returns instead of the actual Batman. Let us know which Batman movie you want to be the bonus episode on Patreon. We'll watch Actually, it. Yeah. Why don't you like tell Let us? Let us know in the Discord if you're a backer or become a backer and get access to every single bonus episode we've ever done. There are a lot on there. Like if you go all the way back, you can find an episode of me and Katie and Ryan right after we watched the horrible live action Dark Phoenix movie, which we're going to have to watch a second time for this show. <laughs> With and Todd. I, at the time, I was like, I'm never watching this again. Like, I think I say it on the episode. I'm like, this is yeah, it. I'm never doing this again. But anyway, people can listen to that. How much better is it going to be with Todd? <laughs> I Ryan, that, that movie's horrible. Like I Okay. Recording with Todd, perfect. 10 out of 10, no notes. That's not what I'm saying. The experience <laughs> of watching the film, however, I'd really prefer not to do that. But we will do that. But if you want a preview of what we might say, you can listen to us uh talking about it at my kitchen table with Katie, where we're all just screaming about how bad it was. Pretty fun. Oh God, it was pretty bad. So we have a lot of old episodes, is what I'm saying. And I think you should become a backer. And also, if you back us at the highest tier. We'll give you a little shout out on the show, folks. Uh, is there even a voice today? I feel like there wasn't. I don't know. Wolverine's new sexy voice. I don't know. Well, that's he's done. He's I can't do Spike Spiegel because it's way lower. He kind of talks down. It is. Yeah, that's pretty good. Like this. So Samuel B. Soren B. Zach S. Thank you for being our 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 <laughs> top tier Patreon supporters, Bob. Yeah, this is Logan Wolverine. F A M. This is where this is this is where Bring this is you where smooth jazz. Every okay, evening. but this is where Jubilee goes. There's no thing called F A M, Logan. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. This show. Uh, also, if you enjoy our show, please feel free to leave a review on whatever platform you listen to yeah, it on. Yeah, and a star rating if that's a thing. Um, but it, hey, let's say you've already left a review, and you know you don't have another way to support us. Consider sharing us on your personal social media. And uh, telling your friends about how you like the show. You can tell them, hey, they're just starting my favorite show, Wolverine and the X-Men. This is always a good hopping on point for people. I know we got some new people with X-Men Evolution. Yeah. This is usually a good place to start. But hey, or you could send them back, tell them to listen to all the X-Men Evolution apps. Those are complete now. There's any number of places you could start on. Uh, But we welcome you if you're a new listener who started here, by the way. I'm pretty freaking pumped, honestly. After that pilot? I'm like, damn, this show's bringing it. Yeah. And you know what? Emma Frost is coming. I know. Diamonds are a girl's best friend. Also, food's a girl's best friend, and we got to go eat it. So thank you for listening, everybody. We'll catch you on the next episode of The Mutant Ages. See you (laughs) next time. See you next time. The Mutant Ages.